The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, October 9th, 2023. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Elaine. Wow, it looks like it's a cloudy day here in Sonoma County. Well, joining me on the phone will be Susan Lamont, a longtime peace activist. I had Susan on, I believe, two weeks ago. We talked about when she was on the Peace Wall, and Susan Chunkle was also put on the Peace Wall here, two women from Sonoma County. And Susan's going to be giving us some information on the various anti-war protests that are happening in our area. I believe it's so important for people to know about these events and what's motivating them. It feels like there is an anti-move. Uh, anti-war movement on the move uh, right now. Well, figure it out. Look what's going on. I mean, I just cannot believe what's happening between Israel and Palestine. You know, I've been thinking about it and thinking about it. I was at a, a woman's luncheon and one of the women there was saying that, you know, it's our nature to war. And I start thinking about that. And I thought, our nature to war. Well, we've been warring a long time. When you look at the Old Testament, the Old Testament is 5,000 years old. And there's war after war after war in that in that particular Bible. But I start thinking about it. And I said, our nature to war. And I, I really, I believe our nature is to survive. You know, I mean, when a baby is first born, that's the whole thing about them. They're crying. They're crying for food to survive, to be able to make it in the world once they come here. And I believe that as far as war goes, I think that we've created it in our nature is the only way that we can solve conflicts. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Ken and I were, were driving down to the studio this morning. He was talking about how, how the world has been divided, how countries are divided. They're, they're here. They're there. They disappear. Wars happen. Uh, new leaders. Whatever's going on, there's all kinds of divisions and all kinds of decisions that are made. But the bottom line is, for me, is that we are all children of the earth. And we have to find some way to be able to sit down and figure this thing out. I mean, we're at the brink of destruction. We're destroying the whole planet. I mean, we have so much arms and so much ammunition to destroy ourselves. It's just mind-boggling to me. And when you start thinking about it, why aren't we sitting down and thinking about ways to resolve these things? I mean, I thought that's what the United Nations was all about. And I really believe as women, you know, when I think of all these wars and all these conflicts that are going on, I don't just think of the bombs dropping and the and the horrors that's going on, but I think of the women. Women and children that are suffering. I mean, what kind of generations are we raising with all this havoc going on? You know, another woman friend of mine said that she felt it was a tossstone from over over excitement. A lot of these men are this is the only way that they know how to do it. You know, you gotta sit down, take a time out. You know, when our children start acting out, we say we gotta take a five minute time out and start thinking about things. Think they start thinking about what we're doing, how we're doing it, why we're doing it, and when we can get out of it. 
it's just it's just mind-boggling to me. But in spite of it all, there's still wonderful things going on. You know, I I I, I realize that Ken and I were not here last week. You know, I've had this this horrible breakout in my skin. It's just been amazing. I've learned how to think positive no matter what is going on. And so we decided to take a break. But a lot, a lot of things, a lot of different things went on. And I was really excited because uh, uh, about two weeks ago, uh, we went to a gathering in honor of a uh, poet, Michael Rothenberg. He was one of the founders of 100,000 Poets for Change. And a wonderful, wonderful event was hosted by Susan Lamont. And Michael, Michael Rothenberg passed away in 2022. He was an American poet. He was a songwriter. He was an editor, an artist, and definitely... Uh, an environmentalist. You know, when I have Susan on, we'll be talking about the uh, gathering. And during the second segment, I'm going to read and comment on the poems that I wrote and read. You know, Ken and I even read a piece together called When Johnny Comes Marching Home Again. And it's, it's always wonderful to read uh, to read with Ken. I really love it. So for the second half of the show, I'm going to be doing a commentary. I'm going to be playing some extra songs and, and all all kinds of different things. And, you know, a wonderful thing happened. I just loved it. My A shout-out to all those who attended the celebration. And my dear friend uh, Lilith Rogers attended. And I just love it. She She's written a special pledge. It's called the Earth Pledge. Instead of the Pledge of Allegiance, the way we do it, she created a, an Earth Pledge. And I'm going to read that real quick because I think when here we are in the middle of all these wars, and we forget, we forget that we're living in the middle of the planet, our Mother Earth that sustains us. So I'm going to read the Earth Pledge. Here we go. And thank you, Lilith. Thank you for writing this wonderful pledge. Thank you for reading it. And thank you for allowing me to read it on the air. The Earth Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Earth. Isn't that beautiful? I pledge allegiance to the Earth on which I live, to all her creatures, large and small, and to her water, air, and soil, one world. One people, undivided. What a beautiful thought. One world, one people, undivided. Kind of reminds me of John Lennon's song, Imagine. With food, shelter, health, freedom, love, and justice for all. I'm going to read that one more time. The Earth Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the earth which I live and to all her creatures, large and small, and to her water, air, and soil, one world, one people, undivided, with food, shelter, health, freedom, love, and justice for all. Love and justice for all. What a thought. Well, hey. It's really, it's really amazing. And when you think, when you think of the children of the world, you know, before we come on the air, these, these little KBBF announcements, they say, you know, you're, you're listening to KBBF. Well, the little girl that made the announcement, that's my great, before my show was my great granddaughter, Satori, who just turned five years old. And I think of her and her sister, Kaya. I watch them holding hands, going to different events. You know, it's Halloween. They're going to pumpkin patches and all those different things. And I cannot help but think of the other children, the children in war zones. I don't want my great-granddaughter to be in a war zone. I don't want any children to be in a war zone. And it's very selfish when we do these wonderful things with our children and we don't think about the other children of the world. And who's suffering? And why is women who bring forward life, 
why we don't stand up more against war. Well, another announcement I have here, you know, condolences to the family of Senator Dianne Feinstein, who passed away on Friday, September 29th, 2023. Uh, For next week's show, I'm really excited. I'm going to be uh, interviewing retired Congresswoman Lynn Woolsey, and we'll be doing somewhat of a tribute to Dianne Feinstein. I can't say that I agreed with her 100%. But I know that she did have an impact. She was one of the first women that was able to be able to be a senator. And it's it's an amazing – she has an amazing legacy. And I'm going to be honored to be going over that with uh, with, uh, uh, Lynn Wolseley. She's one of my favorite <laughs> – one of my favorite congresswomen, you know. I actually walked precincts for her when she ran for office the first time. What an exhilaration that was to have a woman like her in Congress. Anyway, I got a few other announcements to make. Uh, you know, I have a real happy announcement to make, and I just want you to mark your calendars for November 20th, the National Organization for Women, the Sonoma County Chapter. We are going to... Uh, we are going to present uh, uh, Marianne Williamson. She's actually running for president at this time. She's the one who brought the Course of Miracles to all of us. And all the information that you need will be on www.womenspaces.com. And then if you also go to www.nowsonomacounty.org, you'll be able to find all this information. Well, there's all kinds of things going on. You know, today is October 9th. And uh, October 9th is a very special day. There's two, there's two celebrations we have. You know, like I mentioned on the show every once in a while, I go through and I look, you know, hey, what's going on today? What are we celebrating? What holidays today? Well, I got a wonderful announcement from the National Organization for Women, the, the Washington, D.C., which is their main headquarters. And they reminded me that today, October 9th, is proud to honor Indigenous Peoples Day and that we recognize the rich history, cultures, and contribution of indigenous people across the United States. You know, on this day, we reaffirm our commitment to justice, equality, and the rights of all marginalized communities. Indigenous communities have been historically subjected to systematic discrimination, forced removal from their lands, and the erasure of their cultures. They have fought relentlessly to protect their sovereignty and preserve their heritage often in the face of diversity, hard to keep a culture alive, hard. You know, when one nation comes in, they take over, and before you know it, they want to destroy everything that's around instead of uplifting and integrating. It's very, very interesting. Well, we're talking about integration. You know, today is also International Day of Respect for Cultural Diversity, which has to do with the indigenous population. What does that mean? It means we all have to look at each other. We are all children of the earth, and as the flowers in the gardens are the different vegetables we have. We come in all sizes, colors religions, ways of thinking, on and on and on. I mean, what a beautiful world it is because it is so diverse. And one of the beauties about our country, the United States of America, is that we have somehow found a way to come together and live together with all this diversity, even though (laughs) racism still exists, all the things that go on. But I'll tell you, the times that they are changing slowly but surely. And there's resistance, you know. It feels like there's one population, I would call them the older population, the ones who have kind of been running the show for a long time and you've got the younger population coming up, and there's always that conflict. But the most important thing I think that we all have to think about is how are we going to have peace on earth? How can we live together without all these wars? <laughs> 
I mean, for God's sakes, <laughs> I just, I, mean, I think oftentimes when I think of what we've developed with our, our nuclear arsenal, just think if we took all that money. Uh, what, what's this? Monday, October 9th, right. In uh, Santa Rosa Junior College, are celebrating that. Oh, oh, good. Thanks, Ken. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Oh, we're going to have a special, special event at the Santa Rosa Junior College. It's called Indigenous Peoples Day, and it's going to be happening today. Well, it's 11 o'clock now. It started, so go down to the the JC. It's going to be ending at 3 o'clock. Thanks a lot, Ken, for bringing that to our attention. Wonderful having you in the room with me, my love. Anyway, there's lots, lots going on, but very important that we celebrate one another. I mean, you know, all of us, you know, we're all, we're all immigrants. I mean, I'm only a first-generation American on my father's side. He was born in Poland. On my mother's side, I'm only the second generation. My grandmother, her mother, was born in Russia. They came here for freedom, for justice. They came here for all the things that we believe in as a country. So it's, it's good every once in a while to sit back and remind, remind ourselves of that. Well, I've got two other announcements that I think are very important. You know, it's talking about the JC. Uh, this, it's called, it's going to be called, uh, it's the central quad on the Santa Rosa uh, campus. I love it. It's happening Thursday, October 12th. It's called the Green Living Fair. And, you know, you go down, you, you can have your bikes repaired. You can have all kinds of different things. You know, if you go on the Santa Rosa JC uh, website and type in Green Living Fair, they'll have, they have all kinds of different uh, forms you can fill out because you need to ask them if you need something that has to be repaired. You need to make it, take out a form. So that's going to be Thursday, October 12th from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Central Call Quad at the Santa Rosa campus at 1501 Mendocino Avenue, Santa Rosa. So we have two things going on at the JC. One is today, which is celebrating Indigenous People's Day. And then on the 12th, we also have that. And then, then another event. Then the last announcement I have is I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to call this. I think it's an acknowledgement. I don't like to call it celebration, although it is a celebration of life. You know, young Andy Lopez, you know, it's, I cannot believe that, you know, he's been gone as long as, as he has been. It's been al- almost 10 years now since he had that fatal day when he was shot here in Santa Rosa. Well, every year what they do on his birthday, which is October, oh, excuse me, on the day that of this horrible event, uh, we have a uh, acknowledgement on at the Andes Unity Park, and that's going to be October 22nd from 4 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. The, the Lopez Cruz and Andes family invite the Moreland community and all the communities to an event featuring poems, songs, music, memories, images, flowers, and activism. And a special shout-out to all the organizers. And, and Andes Unity Park is at 3399 Moreland Avenue in Santa Rosa, and that's going to be, uh, like I said, on October 22nd from 4 to 6.30 p.m., and I really encourage folks to go. And it's very important that we acknowledge what happened to this young boy because not only was it impact in our community, but it's a reminder that if one child is in danger, all children are in danger. And that's why I always say, as a mother, as a grandmother, as a great-grandmother, I believe once you become a mother, you are a mother to all children. You have to make sure all children are safe because if one child is not safe, let me tell you something, folks, your child is not safe. I'm sure Andy Lopez's family never thought that would happen to them. I have a dear friend of mine, my very dear friend who lost her young son, and she never expected that to happen. 
You never expect these horrible things to happen, but they do. They can happen to every one of any one of us. That's why it's so important that we make sure the world is safe for all children. Anyway, I just have a few announcements to make, a few things today. Of course, it's uh, I do our uh, our history is our strength, and it's important today, October 8th. This is very important. Uh, Toni Morrison became the first African-American woman to win the Nobel Prize for Literature. It was a big, big deal. When she got that, when she got that prize, I remember that day as if it were yesterday. And we also have a few other people that I think are very important. Uh, on October 11th, 1884, and she made her transition in 1962, Eleanor Roosevelt, civil rights advocate, feminist, author, and world diplomat. And she was the former first lady under uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt from 1933 to 1945. And you know, folks, as far as I'm concerned, when you at the history of Eleanor Roosevelt. She was she was running the country definitely, definitely with uh, with uh, with President Roosevelt. It was just an amazing, amazing, amazing event. Well, one last one last celebration for a birthday, and that is happy birthday. She made she was born October thirteenth, eighteen ninety seven. Oh my goodness, and made her transition in nineteen seventy nine, and that was Edith Sampson. She was a lawyer. She was the first black woman to be appointed as a United Nations delegate, and the first to be elected as a U.S. Circuit judge. What accomplishment for this woman. I mean, here she's born in, you know, she's born in 1897. I mean, just barely freedom for, you know, slavery had just been barely been over. I mean, it's just amazing some of the things that women have accomplished. Well, we're going to take a musical break right now. And, you know, to me, the most perfect song to hear right now is Bob Dylan's Master of War. We're going to sing it by, it's done by Joni Mitchell. To me, this song is one of the greatest songs written about war and what the motivation for war is. Here we are, 2023, and it looks like we're more trouble across this planet than ever before. Well, let's go ahead and play that song, and when I return, I'll be talking over the telephone with uh, activist Susan Lamont, and we'll be talking about uh, upcoming events, giving people an opportunity to come out and say no to war, and we'll be also talking about 100,000 Poets for Change. Let's go ahead, Ken. Now you masters of war, you that build all the guns. You that build the death planes You that build the big bombs You that hide behind walls You that hide behind desks I just want you to know I can see through your masks You that never done nothing But build to destroy You play with my words like it's your little toy You put a gun in my hand And you hide from my eyes And you turn and run farther When the fast bullets fly Like Judas of old You lie and deceive A world war can be won 
you want me to believe But I see through your eyes And I see through your brain I can see through the water that runs down my drain You fasten their triggers For others to fire And you sit back and watch When the death count gets higher You hide in your mansion As young people's blood Flows out of their bodies And is buried in the mud You've thrown the worst fear That can never be hurled The fear to bring children Into the world Or threaten my baby Unborn and unnamed You ain't worth the blood That runs in your veins How much do I know To talk out of turn You might say that I'm young You might say I'm unlearned There's one thing I know Though I'm younger than you Even Jesus would never forgive what you do Let me ask you one question Is your money that good? Will it buy you forgiveness? Do you think that it could? I think you will find The money you made will never buy back your soul. Oh, that song is so powerful. I got to say one thing, though. I'm old and learned. And I'll tell you, war is not the answer. Well, folks, for you just joining, I want to remind my listeners the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, its board of directors, its members, and women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz, and joining me on the phone is justice and peace activist Susan Lamont. Welcome, Susan. Welcome once again to Women's Spaces. (laughs) Yeah, I'm becoming a regular. (laughs) Well, you know, you were the first one that even was on the show with me when I first went on the air, and, you know, we have a special connection, and I'm really, really very happy (laughs) to have you. Let me just tell folks just a little bit, just a little bit about you. I know you were on a few times. They already know, but I'm just so proud of you. I just love to announce it. Uh, Susan is a longtime peace and uh, justice activist who is currently affiliated with the Sonoma County Green Party, the Police Brutality Coalition, and Veterans for Peace. She is also a great writer and photographer. Susan, I'm happy to say, is a regular guest here. She was my first guest on my television show in 2004 and continues to come on to show to give us some wonderful, wonderful, not sometimes sad information. She was involved in helping to create the independent law. Office of Law Enforcement and Outreach, Ayalero. She worked diligently to get to get the it on the ballot, and it passed with over 60% of the vote, and she continues to work in its progress. In 2017, Susan was honored by being placed on the Sebastopol, California Living Peace Wall. What a legacy. So, Susan, welcome once again. Anything you'd like to add? 
about me? No, no, that's fine. <laughs> well, before we begin, you know, about two weeks ago, you hosted a great event celebrating the life and work of poet activist Michael Rothenberg. And, you know, I, I you know, we have uh, Andy Lopez's, uh, I hate to say it, acknowledgement of the, uh, of the taking of his life on October 22nd. We're going to be going down to his uh, Unity Park to acknowledge that. And Michael, Michael Rothenberg and his uh, partner, Terry Carone, were, were very involved with us. And at the same time, uh, they worked with you to bring 100,000 Poets for Change uh, into Sonoma County. Talk just a little bit. Who is Michael Rothenberg, his work, and why do you feel it's so important and so timely today that we bring it forward? Well, uh, Michael was uh, an activist in many realms, uh, but he, his main thing initially was environmental um, work, and he did that out of uh, San Mateo County, where he had lived for quite a few years, and he was a major force within the environmental movement there. And But he, he was a poet um, his entire life. Uh, he died last November, and he believed in the ability of poetry to reach a little bit deeper into one's, you know, I don't know, soul would be a use, the word you might use, um, to make people truly feel things that they might know intellectually and that it would reach you at a, a deeper level through poetry. And he started 100,000 Poets for Change, which was uh, the picked a date the last Saturday of September every year and th that poetry would be read all over the world by poets who wanted to change the world and so there could be there were years when there were hundreds of readings in 100 countries around the world all on the same all on the same day and here in Sonoma County um, We've done that all but a couple of years during COVID. And for a while, we were doing it almost every month for several several years. And a couple of years after that uh, group was started, Andy was killed. And so uh, Michael and Terry Carrion, his wife, who was the co-founder of 100,000 Poets for Change, just really threw themselves into... Um, getting justice for Andy and to uh, making law enforcement more accountable. So he was doing both things, and he wrote a, long, a very long poem about the hypocrisy of Sonoma County, and that's been performed around the world. It's been translated into other languages. So Sonoma County is famous for some not very good stuff, <laughs> but uh, he, he, he did die last year, and... Um, his wife is carrying on some of his work, and he's still working on uh, 100,000 Poets for Change and also environmental work. And well, let me read. The work will always continue. Let me read something very interesting, uh, some statistics I found. Over 500 events took place in 100 countries each year. The events included yeah. poetry readings, music and dance concerts, art exhibition, art and activism workshops, and street demonstrations. And what, to me, what it proves, the amazing work of one person. One person gets an idea. They call another person, another person. Before you know it, it's, it's happening. So thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, yeah. a tremendous, a tremendous loss to our community. 
I mean, I remember yeah. when he moved, when he moved out, when they moved back east, I thought, oh, yeah. no. And then when he made yeah. his transition. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're still here and we're still here to be able to report these things. Well, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk a little bit. You know, there's so many conflicts going up. I and mean, we just had this, this wonderful women's lunch, lunch yesterday that we were talking about the wars, trying to figure out in our own minds, you know, what's going on, you know, how do we even survive or cope with all this stuff that's going on? You know, and now, right now, you're, you're very involved. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a list of all the events that are going on. If you could kind of fill in and let folks know exactly what they're all about but what do you think what what is happening today in your mind and what do you feel is is motivating people motivating people either to come out or not to come out what 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 do you think is happening well i think the the biggest issue we face right now is the power of money and that the united states has pretty much been completely taken over by corporate power and what they want they get and that is moving around the world. And I think many people, whether consciously or unconsciously, feel that it has reached the point where any resistance is futile, that, that, that there is nothing they can do to um, change that. And I don't, you know, I understand that feeling, and I certainly sometimes feel it myself. But I cannot imagine giving up. And if we watch what's happening around the world, there are lots of people in a lot of countries that are saying, this American way does not work for us. We don't want it. We're going to resist it. And here within the belly of the beast, I just I just have to resist it. Well, you know, you know we, we, are total, we are totally bought and sold. The, you know, the, the two parties are irrelevancies as far as I can as I'm you know concerned well they're both they're both bent on supporting it doesn't matter what they think about abortion or gay rights none of that's going to matter when we are completely controlled and have no say in anything well you know it reminds me of that song by Ellen Burksdale called by my silence I give my consent. Yeah. And right. it, it it's it's hard you know it I can understand I understand the the discouragement too but I'll tell yeah. you yeah. I'll tell you what keeps me motivated you know maybe this might help other people and I'm sure it keeps you motivated. You have little Nora. I mean I'm watching your grandchild grow up on the internet and I'm just telling you I'm flipping over. She's the cutest damn thing I've ever laid my eyes on. And does all these different things and I'm looking at my own great grandchild Children. And I'm thinking of all the children of the world. And I, I really recognize as women, we have to stand up and stop. They quit calling us socialist, communist. They quit putting labels on us. We want peace and justice for our children. And if there's no peace, there's no justice, there's not going to be any peace. And we have to start looking at it. And I think it's, it's very important. And then right yes. now, you know, we're facing some pretty, pretty horrific dangers. I mean, you know, we're on the brink of, of a possibility of a nuclear war. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's right. So people, ha- I mean, how can you remain silent? I mean, it's just, it's, and it's scary to come out too. I mean, it's scary. People, people are, it's really important. Well, at this time, do you believe it's important for people to come out? I mean, what, 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 what are some of the concerns that you want them to hear? Well, I, I, I think that they do need to understand um, that, 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 <laughs> that neither, party is going to save us 
This is not going to be saved at the ballot box. That you can do whatever you want, but if you are thinking the Democrats or if you're thinking the Republicans, they're going to save us here. They have no interest in us, neither one. The, so you're going to have to take this into your own hands in some, in some way and make it clear that the people of the United States do not want to be taken over. They, they want something different, that they understand that they're being manipulated. The Democrats are manipulating their voters. The Republicans are manipulating the, their voters so that people don't come together to realize we really all want the same thing. Well, you know, and we need to make it clear what, what it is we want, that, that we want everybody to be taken care of. We, I, and that doesn't mean handed – being taken care of doesn't mean handed everything on a plate and you don't have to do anything. But it means your concerns – are important, and you can um, have the opportunities uh, to work for for a better for a better life for everybody. That there really is enough to go around if it's all not being sucked up to the top. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, you think about you think about I think about bread, not bombs. You know, programs like mm-hmm. that. I mean, a simple simple little title: breads, not bombs. Yeah. Now, there are foods, the education, yeah. all these different things. Well, let's let's go. Well, I yeah, a- so if we took so if if we took it takes a fraction of our military budget to end world hunger. The whole world it takes a fraction of our military budget to house everybody. Imagine how much more peaceful the world is if everybody has access to food and housing. Well, you know, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, once everybody's fed and happy and has a nice little yeah. home, a little fireplace, and a little garden in the backyard, you know, yeah. you, yeah. you know. I mean, it's yeah. so it's so simple that it makes me sick when I think about it. And, so. and you're not being told, hate that na- the person next door to you. <laughs> it's really, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing. Well, I thank you for bringing that level of consciousness to our attention because we have to be involved. You know, we are children of the earth. You know, we are here on a planet spinning in this great great mystery and why we choose to war is my yeah and whether, to me. And, and whether we're doing war or not but, but but greatly enhanced if we're doing war the earth is being destroyed by all those people with all the money who somehow believe that in the long run they're going to survive and they don't care whether we do or not i mean but, the level of delusion is absolutely stunning that they think that they have ways to protect themselves, their underground bunkers. Well, who wants to? Spend, who would want to spend their life in an underground bunker sent up to the moon? Hey, you baby, know, Elon Musk. I mean, nuts. <laughs> hey, nuts. baby. I don't care how you cut it, hun. We're yeah. all in this together. Exactly. You know, you, you they shoot off. They think, you, but they think they aren't. They think you, they aren't. You shoot off a nuclear bomb, and that air circulates. I mean, uh, I, anyway, yeah. let let's go through this list. You know, the yes. first thing on the list, which I think is really, really interesting, which you you've already had this event, and you're having the, this is a, a regular ongoing. It's called Honk for Peace and the War. Oh wait, yeah. you are going to have one on Saturday, October 14th, from noon to one. So go ahead, talk a little bit about that Honk for Peace and War. That's well, going to happen. Well, we—I mean, we have—we just have, um, and that's—and that's actually a typo. So because it's, it is, has actually happened, it's October seventh, um, and uh, but this is something we do every single week. So uh, we've been having this since the beginning of the war in Ukraine. Have been in Courthouse Square every Saturday at uh, from noon to one, and. 
the message of that overarching is that war war is not the answer. Um, we need negotiations. We need a ceasefire, and that conflict needs to have a resolution that's negotiated and 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 not through war. And you know, the only country we can troll is our own. So it's it's it focuses on what is the U.S. role in this? What did they? What did we? What did we? Using the, we meaning the government. Um, do what are we not doing what should we do so that's that's what it focuses on but every once in a while there's a theme because there are global theme days and uh, this past week has been globally um, about ending the war in ukraine and using negotiations and so then next week and the week before that was um, a nuclear uh, was about defusing nuclear war and, and eliminating nuclear weapons. So that was our theme that week. Next week is a global week about reserving space for peace and not having weapons in space. Well, you know, so that's what we'll, we'll be doing next Saturday at, at noon in Courthouse Square. Well, you got one line here in this in your in your flyer here, and it says the war must end now to stop the billions of our tax dollars diverted from housing, public health, education, public transportation, responding to the climate crisis, and numerous other important needs here at home to pay that end up paying for the war. I mean, right. people need to start thinking about this. You know, they start really start have to. You know, when you're looking at your gas being almost six dollars a gallon, you're looking at all these things. You have to ask yourself. How is the war influencing this? Well, here's another event, event that this is the next event that's happening. That's happening tomorrow, which is October 10th. It's called Racial Identity and Profiling Act uh, Informational Webinar, and that's going to be a webinar by Zoom. Talk a little bit about that. Well, um, there is a a, uh, a law in California about um, collecting data that you can find out um, what what's being done uh, or not done in terms of race and identity within your county. And so this is and then once you have the information, then you can you can address problems that you find based on the data. So if you find out your law enforcement is uh, mostly stopping people of color, for instance, um, then you then you can address, start addressing that. So this is this is a um, webinar to become informed about why this act is necessary and uh, what you can do with the data then to help um, improve things. So, uh, but to, to attend this, you do have to um, pre-register. So. Um, I don't know if you want me to read that or you're going to be putting it on your website. No, we can put it on the website. We'll put it on www.womenspaces. But also it says pre-registration required at 8. Let me let me spell this out if you folks have a pencil and paper or pen. H-T-T-P colon slash back slash back B-I-T dot L-Y 4-8-C-A-6-P-G. That's a lot, but... <laughs> that's where the, that's where the registration is. So, so is there any any other place that they can find the registration? Uh, well, I would suggest that they um, this should be regular practice. 
that you go to the Peace and Justice Center's website. I think we've got that on. Yeah, they have a flyer on there. Yeah. So there's www.pjcsoco.org, and they have a calendar of all of these events. So that's a, a good place to, and you can you can even sign up to receive that calendar every week. Well, here's without, some, have, without having to go to the website, you can do it either way. Well, here's something that I didn't know that I'm just finding out that in 1999, the United Nations General Assembly declared that October 4th to 10th every year would be designated as World Space Week. To right. celebrate the contribution of space science and technology to the betterment of human condition. Then we ask people to recognize this time to keep space for peace, which is very important. So they're having an event, it looks like, uh, on uh, October 14th from noon to 1 down at Old Card, uh, Cardhouse Square on yeah, 3rd that's, Street. That's the, right, that's the theme of the week for um, that ongoing weekly uh, protest that happens. Okay, so I I announced the October 22nd for Andy Lopez, but here there's one last announcement, and we're going to shift again to Tuesday, October 10th, and that is something that's very dear to you that you're working. You've been working very hard with Ayalero to make sure that they keep their <laughs> their, their foot on yeah. the ground here, that there's a program that's going to be there. There's going to be a discussion, a forum, a truth a truth act forum. It sounds like Tuesday, October. Uh, 10th, that's tomorrow, from uh, 10 uh, at 6 p.m. And there, it's going to be at 575 Administration Drive in Santa Rosa. Can you talk? Oh, okay. That's, so, that's so that's where that is. So there, there is a there is a Truth Act which determines sort of a a floor uh, for the for the crimes. For, well, so the so. Um, if the county arrests somebody and convicts somebody of a crime who is undocumented, uh, when they are released in the past, they would just always let ICE know about it, and ICE could, ICE could be waiting outside the prison, outside the jail, and haul them off and deport them. And the Truth Act placed a floor. You know, you can only do serious certain serious crimes can you do that and the there was a lot of activism a number of years ago and also through iolero to stop the cooperation between the sheriff's office and ice and so they're going to they're going to be having yes sheriff ingram is sort of backtracking on the agreement that was made so this is to um ask the supervisors to actually put specific requirements in place that the sheriff will have to obey. Put their put their mouth behind their promises. <laughs> yeah, right. That's actually do it. Yeah. Well, that's, Susan, that's what this is about. Susan, we've come to the end of our segment. So any last words for people about coming out and any way they can get a hold of you? Uh, well, uh, my, I always give my uh, email address, peacenick, with a K, at sonic.net. That's how you would get get, uh, a hold of me. And I just want people to know that it's really important that our government knows that there are things that we care about that we're watching. And we're not going to be snowed. You know, we're not going to be... 
receiving pay from streaming services, as well as propaganda level by both parties and through the media is so intense that uh, you really got to search and say, I'm not putting up with this anymore. Well, you know, we, we oftentimes go back and forth about our so-called forefathers that uh, began our country, etc. But one thing they did do is they said we have a right to free speech. That means we can stand up and protest against our government if we have any yes. grievances. And it's very important to realize that this is a right of our country. This is a right of our democracy. It's not any kind of socialism or communism or any of that stuff. We have a right in the United States of America. Our First Amendment gives us the right to stand up and speak out our grievances. Well, that's that's about to be really seriously tested. That's right. It's being tested. Well, well, I'm talking about very specifically about Palestine and Israel. Because protesting in favor of Palestinians is now defined as being anti-Semitic and therefore not allowed. Well, we need to change that. We need to change. It's a protest against war. It's a protest against yeah. it's a, a, oppression. You know, why put this right. religion? Why? I just, you know, it's again, you know, we, we put these labels on ourselves and it doesn't make sense. We're just human beings. Yeah. We're just women, yeah. men. I mean, anyway, yes. Susan Lamont. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Activists and peace and justice activists, thank you so much for all your work, okay. and thank you for bringing us thank this you. valuable, valuable information. Right, and thank you for broadcasting it. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. Any any right. kind of support that I can give, you know, it's so know. important that we speak out. Yes. Okay. Take thank care. You. Bye-bye. Oh, I just love Susan. I mean, she has so much to say, you know, and she's so involved. And I know oftentimes, you know, activists, I mean, they <laughs> they get depressed, they get frustrated, and I don't blame them. But you know something? She's an inspiration. She just keeps on doing it and going because I know one day, one day we will have peace on earth. One day it's going to happen because we're all going to stand up and say, hey, enough is enough. Well, we're going to take another musical break. And, you know, all wars, all wars are brought in the name of peace, which is crazier than you can anybody can think. I mean, think all wars are fought in the name of peace while they're bombing apartment houses and killing people. They say, oh, no, we're doing this in the name of peace. Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, no matter what, you got to have people. you got to have people pulling, picking up guns. you got to have people pulling that switch to have a bomb drop. You have to have people. I remember, I remember when I listened to a famous author by the name of Howard Zinn when he said during World War II he was a bombardier and all of a sudden he looked and he saw those bombs dropping and he asked himself a very pivotal question. What is happening when they land? And he could never, he couldn't go backwards again. And we know what he, you know, we know what he accomplished. Anyway, so I'm going to play Buffy St. Marie's song, Universal Soldier. I think it's very important. And when we come back, I'm going to read a poem or two before we end the show that I read at the uh, at the poetry reading for 100,000 uh, Poetry Change that honored Michael Rothenberg. So let's go ahead, uh, Ken, let's go ahead and play uh, The Universal Soldier. He's five foot two, and he's six feet four. He fights with missiles and with spears. 
He's all of 31 and he's only 17. He's been a soldier for a thousand years. He's a Catholic, a Hindu, an atheist, a Jain, a Buddhist, and a Baptist, and a Jew. And he knows he shouldn't kill, and he knows he always will kill you for me, my friend, and me for you. And he's fighting for Canada, he's fighting for France. He's fighting for the USA And he's fighting for the Russians And he's fighting for Japan And he thinks we'll put an end to war this way And he's fighting for democracy He's fighting for the Reds He says it's for the peace of all He's the one who must decide who's to live and who's to die. And he never sees the writing on the walls. But without him, how would Hitler have condemned him at the how? Without him, Caesar would have stood alone. He's the one who gives his body as a weapon to a war. And without him, all this killing can't go on. He's the universal soldier, and he really is to blame. But his orders come from far away no more. They come from him and you and me. And brothers, can't you see? This is not the way we put an end to war. Imagine, I mean, I, I can't help but remember during the Vietnam War when I saw all those young men burning their draft cards. We're not going to war. We're not going to kill anymore. I remember Muhammad Ali standing up saying, I can't do this. I cannot kill another human being when they're killing me here in my country. Anyway, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and my name is Elaine B. Holtz, and we've come to the last segment of our show I want to thank Susan Lamont for coming on and giving us all that wonderful information. Do a shout out to all the people that join her. And I hope you guys come out to Courthouse Square every, every week where they're going to be honking for peace, which I think is very important. Well, you're listening to Women's Spaces and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holt. And again, uh, talking, we talked, Susan and I talked a little bit about a group of us celebrated and acknowledged the work of uh, Terry Carone and Michael Rothenberg with 100,000 Poets for, for Change and amazing 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 program and i'm just so so honored that i have been i have been able to read some of my poetry uh during some of their events and i i want to thank susan and the group for organizing it so i'm going to read two two little poems here the first the first poem i'm going to write read is it's called soft little hands and it's a very very interesting poem uh, I went to, I took my uh, my granddaughter, my great-granddaughter, Satori Jensen, to uh, 
to see the uh, the frog and the toad. It was a play, and they had all kinds of children's activities and stuff. And my son-in-law brought her down. I was going to meet my daughter there, and Ken came down with me. And everybody's around watching Satori do the artwork. And suddenly, Ken disappeared, and her her grandfather disappeared, and my daughter hadn't showed up yet. And there is Satori and I. And all of a sudden, the light goes on that they're going to come in, and we got to go come and sit down and, and enjoy the play. And I was a little bit nervous. I thought, well, Satori's not really used to me. I'm the great-grandmother. I don't see her that much. And I was a little bit nervous. And so I, I said it very quietly. I said, Satori, I said, Satori, I said, it's time for us to go in the play and sit down. And so she walked over to me, and she put her little hand in mine. And this is the poem that I wrote. I mean, it, it just went through my head like lightning. I couldn't wait to get home to go to my computer and write it down. So this is dedicated to my beautiful great-great-granddaughter, excuse me, my great-granddaughter, Satori Trinity Jensen. It's called Soft Little Hands by Elaine B. Holtz. It was a simple act, her innocent hand in mine, so trusting, so soft, so small. Walking into theater, we smiled at one another as we walked and stepped. I asked, when did all this happen? I was just a mother, then a grandmother, now a great-grandmother. In a blink of an eye, 83 years have gone by. What did I do in all that time? I know at times I felt good, at times I felt bad, and sometimes I felt so sad the tears would fall from my eyes in the back of my mind. I would hear the children's cries, crying for a better place to be. Oh, oh, if we could all only see, the children are crying for justice and peace. Oh, that soft little hand, that soft little hand. Wow. It just does something to me when I read it, you know, when I say the children are crying for justice and peace. You know, I'll tell you a little bit of secret. A secret to what happened to me is why I do, why I went on television and why I do the radio and why I even bother to write or even do this. I was in my backyard sitting under this beautiful oak tree that I had. And suddenly I had this huge vision of all the children crying. I could see their tears falling down their eyes, and I could hear them saying, we want peace, we want justice, we want love, we want compassion. And then I remember the whole thing with Andy Lopez and all the wars and all the protesting, and I said, no, 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 I have to do something. So that's what I did. Well, I'm going to read one more poem before we... And the show, and it's called In Awe. Ken and I go to for a walk every day, and we have some wonderful, wonderful neighbors. We live in a, in a neighborhood that has something like 17 languages. <laughs> and I'm friends with um, my friends, Maria. I see her all the time. She has a little dog, Machito, and we, we talk, and we talk to each other. Uh-uh, we've only got a few feelings. Well, here we go. It's called In Awe. What was the feeling? Is it God? Is it Jesus? Is it my higher power or the mystery? I feel so solid, so alive. I feel so solid, so knowing. I feel so fearless in faith as I walk with Ken. It is a daily routine we both love. Just Ken, Rosie, our dog, and I. A miracle that we are all together. 
I see Maria, my neighbor. She puts imitation flowers for every holiday on her trees, red ones for Valentine's, white ones for Christmas, pink ones and yellow ones for Mother's Day. We stop. We talk for a while. Gur talk. She lets me know. She wants to know who did my hair. She wanted me to know she likes it. I tell her where to go and the cost. Maria does not speak English. I do not speak Spanish. Yet we have find a way to laugh together, talk with another, share languages with one another. We teach one another. We both love our husbands and dogs. We are different because of our cultures, but the same because we are women. We know. We say goodbye and continue walking. I feel the feeling again. I feel so solid, so unafraid, so unaware. Aware of the green on the trees, the cracks on the sidewalk, the beautiful rose garden. I am in awe, in awe of the great landscape, in awe of the mystery of it all, in awe. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. This is Elaine B. Holtz. I look forward to being with you the next time. She's someone to pursue She's patient and she's waiting And she'll take you home now The woman in your life She can wait so easily She knows everything you do Because the woman in your life is you The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, October 9th, 2023.